It was the first time in my life I had experienced anything like that here. I was sitting in my home, I was sitting on the couch, I was watching television, and all of a sudden, things began to shake. Do you remember that? been several years ago, but as someone who's grown up in and around Wichita most of his life, I had never before experienced an earthquake. I thought that was an unusual feeling because, you know, everything that I had been used to, at least in terms of natural disasters, was something that you could see, something that you had a little bit of warning for, something you had a little bit of time. You were watching the news. You could, you know, if you were so inclined, you could go outside and stare at the storm that was about to destroy you. It, the, the, but the, the earthquake was something different. You didn't see it coming. It, it was just there like that. I, I remember when I actually did something about it. I, I was here at the church office. I was in my office. I was actually talking on the phone with the gentleman just down the road at Hiawatha Camp. We were talking together about an event that was coming up. And as we were talking, the ground started to shake. We both paused mid-conversation. He said, did you feel that? I said, yeah, did you feel that? He said, I think we just had another quake. I decided that it was time to get earthquake insurance, no kidding, on my home. We actually live pretty close to a major fault line. We just were unaware of it until things started to shake. Earthquakes are like that. They're different from other natural disasters because the terra firma isn't so firma. And everything that we know and trust and and count on to be bedrock, to be unshakable, begins to move. You ever had your, your world shaken? It's a weird feeling, isn't it? 2020 was a year that shook us. We think back a year ago... At this time, and looking back through old Facebook memories and things like that, we were a church that didn't see it coming, like all churches who didn't see it coming. Remember, remember how we used to worship free of blue tape and masks? Remember those times? Remember when we used to fellowship with one another without fear of passing any unknown virus or anything like that? Remember those times when we would stand in the foyer and here in the aisles for Sometimes upwards of an hour after the final amen. Remember those times? Remember fellowship meals? Oh man, those things are way... We'd never do something like that in in, in, in today's world. And when we think of these moments that shake us up, it's, it's more than just here at church. It's everything. Your school. Remember when you actually went in person to a school and listened to a teacher? Sounds like weird times, doesn't it? Uh, Your workplace. Remember when you couldn't work in your pajamas? That's such a weird feeling. It's changed everything. It, 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 It wasn't just a pandemic, it was... It was the first domino of of many that began to shake up our entire world. 
And I was thinking about this, as I was thinking about this past week we've had in 2021, and, and it's easy to become a little bit self-absorbed in times like these. It's easy being human beings to forget that the world has always had these moments where everything sort of gets shaken up. Now, maybe it didn't happen as drastically as it did in 2020, or as we saw this last week. But there are times in your life when your world will become shaken. And it might be globally, it might be nationally, it might just be personally. But there will come times when you are shaken to the core. I'm not just talking about the floor moving and the walls moving. I'm talking about to your core, you are shaken. And so for that reason, that is why this year we are focusing on the things which cannot be shaken. That which is unshakable, steadfast, resolute, firm, decided, unswerving, unwavering, determined, unyielding, persistent, tireless, unremitting, unrelenting. I think now more than ever, the church in a world that is constantly being shaken needs to be reminded of that which is forever and ever and ever unshakable. Because when times of being shaken happen, the first thing that we instinctively do is to seek refuge, seek safety, seek that which is unshakable. Our theme for this whole year is coming from Hebrews chapter 12. I want you to turn there. The verse is actually Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. But I want to give you a little bit of context in that because it's so important. My goodness, it fits so well to Christians living in 2021. Now, the book of Hebrews, as you might imply, was written from for a group of Christians who had left their Hebrew roots. They had left the, their, their faith and they had uh, turned from uh, the old law to something that was far better. We talked about that uh, a few sermons ago. And as the writer is going through, he's making this case how Christ is better than the ways that you left, the, 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 the laws and the rules and all of that. And he goes through and he just says in every way, these things that you're used to point to Christ. But a little bit of background, you see, these, these Christians were facing persecution for their beliefs. They were, they were facing hardships on their jobs and for their family, and potentially danger for themselves and their family for having left Judaism and, and followed the way of Christ. They were facing persecution for that. And so they had a choice to make. They had a, 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 a moment of decision that it came down to. And the writer here makes this case so well throughout the book. But in chapter 12, he points to Jesus. He encourages them to, 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 to push through discipline, to push, push through persecution. And then he says, the, he gives the reason why. 
says, you're going to endure persecution, you're going to endure hardship, you're going to endure discipline, but there's a, there's a reason why you're enduring that. And this is what he gets to, verse 10. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and tempest, and the sound of the trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, he will, it shall be stoned. He's, he's referring back here to the story of Exodus and the giving of the law and, and the fear that God put in their hearts as they approached the mountain. Indeed, verse 21, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. This is Moses saying he trembled with fear. For you have come to Mount Zion. To the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See, so he's pointing, he's saying, I know this is what you're used to with this, but you're now part of a better, more heavenly city a more heavenly nation, a, a, a more eternal gathering in the church, part of a, a new covenant and a better way, and atoned by more perfect blood. See, this is verse 25, that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he is promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, once, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. This is important. This is a hard thing because... What we're going through, uh, out, secondary to Christianity, in Christ, we in America are watching the deterioration and the loss of a nation. This is a historical moment. And in that moment, as we watch a nation being shaken, and, and, and in that earthquake moment, you know, the things which are touchable, which are, are shakeable, are shaken. And we're going to come to this moment with a feeling of loss and mourning. And the longer you've been alive, the more deeper you're going to feel that. And you're going to say, I remember when. It wasn't always this way. But you need to understand, <laughs> things have been shaken. And may not ever go back to what they were. And that makes my heart weep on one level. But there's hope. Just as the writer of Hebrews said, listen, there are going to be things in your world that are shaken up. But there's a purpose in that. The removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Now, we can get to something that we can relate to in Kansas. You get the tornado, the F1, F2, all the way up through the F5. And it goes through and causes destruction. And, and there's this very strange phenomenon after the storm 
is that everything's been torn apart, but, but we marvel at the things still standing. You can look at an entire town as flattened, maybe as you remember Greensburg from several years ago. As we drove through, you just see everything decimated, except there were these few things still standing, these old trees that, that, that all the leaves had been ripped off, but the roots had held strong. These chimneys just, just completely isolated, but, but standing strong into the air, and you have to think how proud the mason who laid that chimney brick by brick must be. We marvel at the things unshaken untouched by the storm. It is normal when you see a world upset and torn down and things which you thought would never move, devastated by a storm. And as you, as you see the devastation about you, not just in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense, you should marvel at the things which are unshaken, still standing, still standing bravely against the storm. Verse 28, our theme for the year. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. In this, in this choice between what was safe and familiar, but what was shakable, and what was, what was unshakable, the writer of Hebrews encourages those Christians to stick to that which is unshakable. To anchor themselves to the foundation that cannot or will not be moved. For sure, they had to be shaken. And maybe... The possibility was they considered they could, they could turn back to the ways that they had known, turn back to following the old law and, and to going back to that system, or maybe just to leave it all entirely. They were surrounded by paganism, and they could go off into that. They had a choice to make, and the writer of Hebrews says, you and I are part of an unshakable, untouchable kingdom. Do not now... Move away from that which is unshakable. So a couple, couple of things this morning as we focus in on this word unshaken. Number one, we, we, we need not forget that we serve an unshakable God. Remember the story of Moses and the Israelites and God was delivering them out of bondage. And they got to this point where they 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 thought they were just stuck, right? The Red Sea in front of them, uh, Pharaoh and his chariots behind, they were stuck in this moment, and God delivered them. And, and the response to that deliverance is, is Exodus chapter 15, if you care to follow along, the song of Moses. And, and it's a beautiful, wonderful song, the song of Moses and his people, and I won't go through all of it, but, but, but to highlight a few verses, the, the Lord is my strength and my song. My, he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My, my Father is God, and I will exalt him. Pharaoh's chariots and his host he cast into the sea. His chosen officers were sunk into the Red Sea. Your right hand, O Lord, in glorious power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy and the greatness of your majesty. You overthrow your adversaries. 
You send out your fury and it consumes them like stubble. Verse 11. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? Can I just pause for just a moment on that question? I want to ask you to consider that. Who is like you, O Lord? Think about that in your own life. What God has delivered you from. The storms that He has brought you through. The times when you may have been on the edge of death. And but for the intervention of God, you would have gone that way. Who is like Him among the gods? No one. There's no one as powerful or as majestic or as worthy of our worship. He's a God like no other. Nothing phases God. Nothing scares God. Nothing surprises God. Nothing shakes God. No. God has toppled kingdoms and kings. He's stopped the sun and He's calmed the mighty seas. He's opened up the seas so that folks could walk through on dry ground. He gave the battle to Joshua. Nothing surprises God or shakes God. Pharaoh thought he could shake God and he ended up at the bottom of the sea. He's opened wombs and tombs. He's unstoppable. And he's forever unshakable. And when we consider Him, we ask the rhetorical question, Who is like you? And the answer, rhetorically, is no one. There's no one like our God. He's a a refuge like none other. And that is our second point. He is a refuge unshakable. Psalm chapter 46. If you're following along in the Scriptures, God is our refuge and strength A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms taught her. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how He has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. And I will be exalted in the earth. 
What do you do when the storm bears down? When the winds pick up? When the hail beats upon the roof? You, 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 you turn on the television. You seek to know more information. You, you look outside if you can see outside. But at some point, the storm gets bad enough where you're no longer seeking information. Now you're seeking shelter. You know that the storm is close enough and a danger enough to you and your family that you seek to go to a place untouchable. And when you seek the presence of God, you are going to a place untouchable. Psalm 55, 22, Cast your burden on the Lord. and He will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Many years ago, uh, I was running... Wichita work camp. It may have been the first or second year, Kathy. Do you remember when the when the storms came, and uh, we 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 had this, we were faced with this decision. We could watch the radar. We could look outside. We could see the clouds. And so we at one point said we need to get everyone, all these hundreds of teenagers, to the safest place possible. And so we, we got them into the, the, the bathrooms and we got them in the hallways. It's the places that we could find that had the maximum shelter potential. And I'll never forget as those teenagers lined hallways and some of them were singing and, and some of them were excited and some of them were scared. But I remember the sense of there is something within us that when things get bad... We seek shelter, refuge, and God is the only eternal, lasting refuge. And He does not change, and He, is, he does not move, and He is not shifting. And it's so hard to understand because everything in our lives has shifted. You've had people let you down. You've had family let you down. You had your job. Uh, you've been given a pink slip and you didn't expect it. You, you've had your whole world turned upside down. And in your mind you think, is there anything secure anymore? And the scripture says, yes. The living God. Who cannot be moved. And will not permit the righteous to be moved. So when you face a storm and your world is shaken, may you seek refuge in a God who is unshakable. This, this study reminded me of a scene from a movie that's quite a number of years old, but, but as soon as I show you this clip, you'll, you'll remember the scene.
pipes go down at least 30 feet. We anchor to them. We might have a chance. It's a, it's a powerful scene, even from a movie that's 24 years old. But as you watch their entire world destroyed, and they were outside, the only way that they found salvation was by anchoring themselves into that which is unshakable. You probably didn't hear it. The dialogue moves a little fast. But he says, here, these, these pipes go 30 feet down at least, Anchor yourself to them. And in a way that's not as cool as Hollywood, because my Kansas brain watches that movie and says, these people ever heard of storm shelters? I say to you, anchor yourself in the rock of ages. Anchor yourself in that which does not move. In he who stands forever immortal. He who surpasses nations and kings and kingdoms. Anchor yourself in him. It's the only, it's still forevermore, the only way of salvation. When your world is shaken, you must anchor yourself to that which is unshakable. Anchor your shaken soul to an unshakable God. She's not here this morning for good reason. But there is a a, a lady that I think of that she has been through so many storms in her life. And when she was able to be here, she would sit usually right about in this area. Her name, Suzanne Dirks. Northsiders know, if you know Suzanne, that that woman has been through every kind of storm one can imagine in life. Most recently broke broke both of her legs in a fall. And yet, for all that she has been through, for all of the storms that she's endured, if you ever have the opportunity, as she would go back and sit in the foyer to just sit and talk with her, this, this frail lady, 
whose voice is so soft-spoken that you can barely hear her. But, but do yourself the favor if she ever does come back and talk with her, because here is a woman who's anchored with mighty faith in Jesus Christ. It is that which has sustained her through, through, through losing a husband, through family troubles, through health troubles. She is anchored like... She, she is, if there's ever an extension of Hebrews chapter 11, Suzanne Dirk's name should be in there. Not because she's perfect, but because her faith runs deep. And the twister of life has tossed and turned, and she's just held on with everything she has to an anchor. She embodies Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2. My soul finds rest in God alone. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. For Him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. Oh, she's been shaken, but not, not shaken more than God can hold her. Uh, she's been shaken, but, but she has deep faith in an immovable God who will be her forever refuge. And though she's been through some suffering, she knows that far, far better days lie ahead in Jesus Christ. May we have faith like hers. May we anchor ourselves deeply when the storms of life, be they personal, national, worldwide, may we not forget that when things shake us up, that we need to anchor ourselves to a God which is unshakable. This morning you can do that through Jesus the Christ. If you have not been buried with Christ in baptism and you're ready to, put, to do exactly what He commanded, to believe and be baptized, and you're ready to begin that journey to God through Jesus Christ, we are so thrilled to be able to help you with that this morning. Simply during the next song, go to the back. Some shepherds will be at all of these doors. And, and just simply find one of those gentlemen. Tell them of your wish to be buried with Christ. To anchor yourself into that which is unshakable. And if your faith has been shaken lately and you need them to pray with you or for you, they'd be glad to do that as well. Whatever your spiritual need might be during this next song, you can head to the back as together we stand and sing.